can be anxious at times as I consider the challenges I have to face. But when I worked to get ahead and still fall behind, I start to wonder if I was meant to win the race. Striving to do things right. And when things go wrong, tempted to hide. But this time I will be still. This time I will be still. Thankfully, it's hard for me to keep feeling this way. When I consider who is on my side, the Lord is my help. Walking with me every step I need to take on the desperate days and the long dark nights. Oh, 24/7, He never sleeps. Thank you, Father. And when I Another sobering number today, 138 additional. 
hospital deaths. That is a new one-day record since the start of this pandemic, and hospital capacity throughout our region is truly stretched to the limit. It is now under 1%. And as you'd expect, life inside the ER right now is beyond busy. NBC4's Patrick Healy has a first-hand account from one doctor inside Harbor UCLA Medical Center. I've seen firsthand the, the toll that it has taken on patients and their families. Emergency room MD Denise Whitfield on the front lines at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. She and colleagues struggling as never before to keep up with this relentless surge of COVID patients. I saw lines of, of EMS providers with their patients uh, waiting evaluation triage. The squeeze on space in the emergency room worsened by having to keep some critical care patients for whom there is no room in intensive care. This has actually threatened that the, the level of care that I that we can provide for our patients is, is actually threatened by this, this overcrowding. Dr. Whitfield speaking during the afternoon briefing downtown led by county health officials desperate to find a way to break through to the doubters not following COVID precautions and thereby worsening the spread. So looking at our numbers and how these numbers are increasing throughout the county, it's really, really quite frightening to me. Indeed, for the first time across L.A. County, the daily count of new COVID cases surpassing 20,000. True, 7,000 from backlog, but even without them, an unprecedented number of cases. As you can see on this graph, the surge in COVID-19 cases in L.A. County continues unabated. And it's a near vertical line over the last several weeks. A record 4,656 hospitalized, nearly 1,000 needing intensive care. Even with converting other hospital areas to make more space, only about 100 ICU beds remain available for the rising tide of patients. The projections literally thrown off the chart. Today, I want to be very clear. Our hospitals are under siege, and our model shows no end in sight. Dr. Galley warned what we reported yesterday. Access to intensive care may, in some cases, have to be rationed. And all of this means that we will have an increase in deaths in the days and weeks to come. 168 deaths the past day. A plea from an ER doc. We can't do it alone, and the only way to manage this pandemic is through your help. Otherwise, I just misspoke a moment ago. 138 new deaths more than any previous day in L.A. County. Now, remember, it's not only L.A. County. It's the state of California as well. Today, reporting an unprecedented 50,000 new COVID cases. You can draw on a statistic, but let me just share one more. It's now estimated COVID is so widespread that in L.A. County, one of every 80 persons is infected, is contagious. One in 80, likely including somebody at the market when you stop for that quart of milk tonight. So the message is, unless it's absolutely essential, just stay at home. Reporting live, Patrick Healy, NBC4 News. Carolyn Collins. Staggering numbers there, Patrick, you're right. Now in Orange County, several hospitals are planning to build mobile field hospitals to provide more beds and more space. Construction started today in an empty lot at UCI Medical Center. It's one of three hospitals putting in a request with the county for the mobile field hospitals. They will be equipped with extra beds, generators, bathroom facilities, and air purifiers. We begin preparing the site. By the end of the week, we expect to receive the materials from the county, and the vendor will be on site early next week to put up the mobile field hospital. Now, at this point, we don't know what type of patient will be treated at these mobile facilities. Fountain Valley Regional and St. Jude Medical Center in Fullerton have also requested their own field hospitals. And those field hospitals likely needed soon as Orange County is shattering records today with nearly 1,500 patients in the hospital with coronavirus, including 319 in intensive care. The county once again is back to zero capacity for COVID-19 ICU beds. This is healthcare workers there step up to get the first doses of the vaccine. NBC4's Christine Kim has more on that for us. Until phase one of the vaccine rollout, Orange County received roughly 25,000 doses. And Michael Dover, the first to roll up his sleeves, followed by several of his colleagues working on the front lines. Orange County's very first COVID-19 vaccination happening this morning at Providence St. Joseph's Hospital in Lawrence. When you come out here and you try to take care of uh, a lot of your patients that come through here and uh, give them a chance, 
And yet when you go home, it, it, it somewhat gives you an anxiety. Am I really walking to my house thoroughly okay without uh, causing them harm? This gives you that little assurance uh, that uh, you can do both. A spokesperson says they received nearly 5,000 doses today, which will be spread among a few hospitals for the high-risk medical staff. It's been a, a real tough 10 months. Um, I have to say, you know, we've been here since the beginning. It's been a struggle. The first shipment of doses arrived across the county today to 10 hospitals, including Hope Hospital in Newport Beach and at UCI Medical Center, where they'll continue administering about 3,000 doses in the first batch to highest-risk frontline finishers. Respiratory therapist Vita Sinton was one of their first. And the patients that we have in this bed, they're very sick. Like even the ones that are getting COVID and on a ventilator, they're my age. They're so I am at high chance just as they are. So I want to protect myself. The Pfizer vaccine requires two doses. That second dose expected to arrive in two weeks. And while many are celebrating this milestone, the county health officer, Dr. Clinton Tell, says we still have hurdles ahead. Most importantly, uh, we are welcoming in the, 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 the Christmas holidays, the, the, the winter holiday celebration, and the new year. Please do not, and let me repeat, do not mix alcohol and gather. In Orange, Christine Kim, NBC4 News. And employees at UCLA Health in Westwood began receiving the COVID vaccine today. Dr. Medell Briggs Mallinson, who is an ER doctor, was the first to receive the vaccine this morning for loud cheers. You can hear in the background. In all today, UCLA Health hopes to deliver the shots to 500 of their healthcare employees in high-risk areas. The doctor says the vaccine brings renewed optimism after months of heartache. This, we have never seen anything like this. As emergency personnel, we are trained for disasters. We're trained for we're trained for things such as heart attacks and gunshot wounds, earthquakes, you name it. But we have never experienced something like this over the past 10 months. UCLA Health hopes to have all of its 30,000 employees take the two-shot vaccine over the next six weeks. Doctors and nurses in St. Jude Medical Center in Fullerton are celebrating a man who's been in their care longer than any other COVID-19 patient. As NBC4's Vicki Vargas reports, Daniel Kim made a vow he would one day walk out of the hospital in spite of nearly dying from coronavirus. For Daniel Kim, it was a royal send-off. There were hugs, there were tears, even a poem written in his honor. And know that we send you on your way back home with that Vicky to see to the skies. The 48-year-old Chino man was admitted to St. Jude Medical Center in mid-July. He was placed on a ventilator and in a coma to save his life. I, I don't remember five weeks of uh, period when I was in under coma. But when I woke up, it looked like kind of bleak. Doctors say they did everything in their power, but his lungs had ruptured. In the months that followed, it was touch and go. He was completely dependent on everyone for his care. He wasn't able to get out of bed or even lift up his arms. Then came his inspiration and an incentive to get stronger from one of his own therapists. She was crying and saying, I lost so many people. And it really is good to see you. And it's encouraging me to see you living and doing better. How could I give up hearing stuff like that? This video from the hospital shows a father and husband determined to stand on his own two feet. His body so weakened by coronavirus, he had to learn to walk and talk again. Every day I pray for him besides Michelle Kim got COVID at the same time, but left the hospital two weeks later. Today, she came back to take her husband home. He is in recovery for five months. And in the background the entire time, his sister, the director of nursing, who panicked when he first showed up in the emergency room. Well, there were moments when I was really, really scared, and I thought I was going to lose my brother. There were moments like that. This day for Daniel Kim is really one small step towards his future. But one giant leap for those who cared for him. In Fullerton, Vicki Vargas, NBC4 News. And take a look at this. News Chapel 4 Alpha keeping an eye on the Dodger Stadium testing site today. As you can see, long, long lines of cars as people try to get tested at L.A. County's largest super site. Now, you can find a testing site near you. Our website, NBCLA.com. We're following breaking news for you right now in the Baldwin Hills area. That's where a shooting investigation is underway in this Target parking lot. Eliana Moreno overheads for us in News Chopper 4 Bravo. Eliana. And Carolyn, this is the Target store located.
Awake, number six, 2016. Disease, how to reduce the risk. Every day, your body wages war against enemies that are silent and unseen, but potentially deadly. Foreign invaders, such as bacteria, viruses, and parasites, threaten your health. The footnote reads, most microbes do not cause disease. This series of articles focuses on microorganisms and other infective agents that threaten your health. End of footnote. You are not likely to be aware of those battles because your immune system repels or destroys most of the invaders before the onset of symptoms. Sometimes, however, the harmful germs gain the upper hand. If so, you may need to bolster your defenses with medicine and other treatments. For thousands of years, people knew virtually nothing about the dangers of microscopic or other small harmful organisms. However, when 19th century scientists confirmed the link between germs and disease, we became better equipped to defend ourselves. Medical researchers have since eliminated or greatly reduced the threat of some infectious diseases, including smallpox and polio. Recently, however, others, such as yellow fever and dengue, have made a comeback. Why? Consider these factors. Every year, millions of people travel around the globe, often transporting disease-causing agents. According to an article in the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases, Virtually all of the contagious virulent infections can be spread by international travelers. Some bacteria have developed resistance to antibiotics. The world is heading towards a post-antibiotic era in which common infections can once again kill, states the World Health Organization. Civil unrest and poverty often hinder government efforts to control the spread of disease. Many people lack practical knowledge of how to prevent disease. Despite these disturbing trends, there is much you can do to protect yourself and your family. The following will show that even if you live in a developing land, simple and effective strategies may be within your reach. End of article.
Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Six forty-eight p.m. on the east, on the west coast. <coughs> It's the 16th Happy Wellness Wednesday. Ah, December 16th. It's slipping away, guys. 2020 is almost over. <coughs> Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. For listening and telling everyone to listen. Let's jump right in to Luke, the Gospel of Luke in the Bible, chapter 18. And there will be a quiz today. The Parable of the Persistent Widow, chapter 18, Luke chapter 18. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray, pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith. Will he find faith on the earth? 